Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Obviously, JC and I are not in the studio. We are in a hotel room. We are going to be teaching in live, well, I'm going to be teaching in Live Oak, Florida tomorrow at 2 p.m. at the, what is the name of the place again? Coliseum. At the Coliseum in Live Oak, Florida. We're going to be teaching what are, where do we go from here? Or more positively, where we go from here? What is the solution to our new uh, regime? What is the solution to our um, current political situation as it appears that it will be in the very near future? Thank you, Carlos, for reminding everybody there to hit that like and share button. Because we have to remember, guys, that the solution is not Washington, D.C., we don't fix what happened in by trying to control Washington, D.C. We've got to go state and local. And so Liberty Tour 2021 kicks off in Live Oak, Florida at the Coliseum tomorrow at 2 p.m. Talking about where we go from here. So if you are anywhere near Live Oak, Florida tomorrow at 2 uh, or even have time to get there by tomorrow, by two. We hope that we can see you, find you there. And remember, if you come to me tomorrow, just make sure you tell me that you saw us here on the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. And so uh, happy to see everybody here with us today. Uh, YouTube kicked us off a little bit early this evening. So some of you have been around for a while, but uh Glad that you hung out for the show. We're going to start off because Friday shows are typically pretty tight because there's a show that comes on Roku, Fire Stick, Samsung, and Google TV after we do. So we are going to uh, get right to business. It's a little bit different when we do it here on the computer, so it takes me just a second. I want to talk to you about the 25th Amendment. Because you see, there's this big move right now happening to uh, use the 25th Amendment as grounds to impeach Trump. Pressure being put on to uh, Mike Pence to move forward to remove Donald Trump from the uh, office of the president using the 25th Amendment. Now, what I want to show you here, I'll go ahead and make it big so you don't need to see me. But the 25th Amendment is the mechanism for the removal of the president of office. And so section one is in case of the removal of the president from office or his death or resignation. OK, we're talking about not his death, not his resignation. We're talking about his removal. Now, there are removals um, uh, procedures in sections three and four. So we're going to go through section three and four so you can understand how this works. When the president transmits section three of article of amend, amendment of the 25th Amendment, whenever the president transmits to the president pro, how do I say that, JC? Temp, pro temp. Pro temp. 
of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office until he transmits them to a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president acting as president. Now, let's be clear here, guys. This section three is probably not going to take place because Trump is not going to move to, for you to see his own removal. So that means we go to section four. Whenever the vice president and a majority of either of the principal officers of executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, transmit to the president pro temp of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and his duties of his office. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting vice president. Now, JC, that's really interesting because the pressure is being put on, on Mike Pence to go forward with the 25th Amendment, but the 25th Amendment very clearly does not operate autonomously with Mike Pence. So that means that the people that are pressuring Mike Pence must know that there are uh, they have some officers of the executive branch under their control that are willing to submit their testimony that Donald Trump should be removed from office. Wouldn't it be interesting if those officers came from the Department of Justice? I mean, seriously, if you were to just think about that, Jason, if you were to think of an executive department to which a majority of that department would sign on and declare that Donald Trump is unfit for office, who do you think that might be? Yeah, I, I don't I don't to be honest, I don't put stock in any of it. I, I think this is distraction. I mean, yeah, I know something, it, something could become of it, but I think nah. it's highly likely. I really think it's being more is being made of made of it than is actually there. I don't think it's going to happen either, but there are a lot I don't of want questions. Speculate who it would be because yeah. I I don't think it's anybody really. I mean this. So that's my answer on that. Well, but I think you know, I mean, it deserves conversation. Lots of people have questions about it. And my no, I premise, mean, as far as my, saying who would, I don't think it's anybody. So they want us to start naming names and dividing yeah. everyone. I, I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think naming names of you know identifying which executive office is going to be really a, a a thing of you know call div, making any more division. We already know who these traitors are anyway, but in the executive branch. I'm, I was just curious about the Department of Justice because the FBI is not a Trump fan. Yeah. Uh, and I think the majority of the executive branch is, of, of the Department of Justice is not a Trump fan. And my, my thought is if they're bold enough to pressure uh, Pence to do this, then they might be uh, already working in the wings to do this. I mean, seriously, I I don't honestly see Pence actually going forward with that, but no. maybe they think they did. But there is something interesting because you realize that Donald Trump is not the last president of the United States. Thank you, Malcolm. So this is going to be something um, that we are going to discuss. And Malcolm, we're getting there, actually, because I want you to see how how this actually works. 
So look back here at the 25th Amendment really quick. If the president, because remember, who's going to be president uh, if everything goes forward the way we think it will on January 20th? Well, Biden. Biden. A trick question? No, it's not a trick question. It's Biden, right? Who's, who's vice president? Harris. And do they want Biden to be president? No, they don't. They want Harris to be president. So this is a relevant discussion as well. When you think about all the talk that people are promoting here of how they're going to get rid of Biden in order to make Kamala Harris president. Remember the whole talk, it's the Harris administration, even Biden talking about when, when Kamala becomes president. So these are the kind of things that we need to look about for presidents in the future as well. So look at what happens when the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other other body as Congress may provide by law transmit to the president pro temp that the uh, that the president is unable to discharge his duties. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers of the president. But look what happens, guys. When there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president. So let me pull this up here really quick. This is Article 2, Section 1, Clause 6. In case of the removal of the president from office or his death, resignation, or inability to discharge his powers, the duties go to the vice president. But when there is a declaration, okay, so that's the Constitution, we will move back to the 25th Amendment, or the 25th Amendment to show you what happens. Oh, this is not working all of a sudden. There we go. The 25th Amendment declares that the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties and the office of as acting president. Now, what's interesting is when there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president, the president shall look at section two. The president shall nominate a vice president who shall take office upon confirmation by a majority vote of both houses of Congress. So check that out. If the vice president, if the president is removed from the office and the vice president becomes president, now the president, the, who was the vice president, nominates someone to be the vice president. So that means if Kamala, let, let's just, for argument's sake, say that Pence goes along with this and they remove Trump, then Pence then gets to become president and then Pence chooses who the vice president will be. But if Biden is president and they move to remove Biden as president, Kamala Harris becomes president and she gets to pick who the vice president will be. This will be an administration completely chosen by Kamala Harris. Because the other thing that you want to understand is that what Malcolm was saying before, they have said, and, and uh, Bernie Sanders is, is promoting this as well. Nancy Pelosi has said that if Pence will not 
remove Trump from office, they are going to go forward with impeachment of Trump. And why would why would Biden be removed? Because so that he Harris is, could be president. So that Harris could be president, right? That's the whole point, right? So if Pence does not remove Trump, then Nancy Pelosi says the House will have no other recourse than to go forward with impeachment. In 12 days? In 12 days, right. They couldn't even do it in how many months? Yes. But why do they want to impeach him? And that's what Malcolm was saying, because that's really, really important. If someone is impeached from office, they can never run again. That's the rule. That's why I've been trying to tell people you can still impeach uh, Hillary Clinton. By the way, they don't have to impeach Donald Trump in the next 12 days. True. They can impeach Donald Trump after he leaves office because impeachment makes the person ineligible to run for office again. And that's been done before, right? There so it has been done before. Impeachment after the person's out Yes, of office. actually it has. I have an article on my website at chrisannhall.com. Uh, and you can look it up by simply just going to chrisannhall.com. There's a search tab on the website. If you just simply put in the keyword impeachment, then and then click the article box at the bottom, hit the search, you will find an article that uh, comes up. You don't want the, the episodes, but you will find an article that talks about impeachment. Words have meanings. And in that article, impeachment, words have meanings. And if JC reminds me, I'm going to go ahead and put it in the show notes so you can have it. Okay. I explain how... Uh, that the uh, according to the Senate records of 1870, the Secretary of War under Ulysses S. Grant, his name is William Belknap, was impeached after he left office. And so the precedent has been set to impeach after someone leaves office just to make sure that they can't run for office again. So they could start impeachment at any time, whether Trump's in office or not. So the threat of impeachment doesn't go away simply because Trump leaves office. But, you know, I have a sneaky feeling that if Trump leaves office, then the attention span of everybody else will switch on to something else. Do you think Trump will have a, an, a lasting fly, a lasting fly in the ointment perspective on the House? and Him? Personally, yes, him personally, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. No, a guy like that doesn't fade into the into the shadows. But are you saying are once he leaves, they just let it go? Yeah, I, I don't think so, because he's not even if he's not president, he's not going away. So they will still hate him. Uh, irrational, like just an irrational level of hatred. Um. I think the big problem is, in, you know, there's something in mm -hmm. psychology called the reciprocating cycle of aggression. And so the the Democrats and and, you know, the this this whole bipartisan cabal mm -hmm. uh, is really ramping it up, throwing more fuel on the fire. You see mm -hmm. the FBI with their raids and their investigation and their targeting and all that sort of stuff that, you know, they did practically nothing 
when Antifa burned the country down mm-hmm. and they are actually, they are absolutely rabid in trying to track down any of these so-called Trump supporters. Um, and you know, and then you yeah, have this whole personally- 25th amendment talk, mm-hmm. the impeachment talk, uh, people, people being trying, trying to be thrown out of their jobs, uh, people being doxxed in, uh, newspapers and, and all this sort of thing. Um, so they are pushing this hard. I mean, we're, we, we were talking about let's do what we can do to tamp it down, not have civil war, but I don't know how you avoid a big, massive, huge problems with the way the Democrats will not let this go. They, they are out for blood now. Uh, and this is heading nowhere good fast. Let me mention to you that when we were talking about impeachment, because there were some people asking in in the chat room, I'm talking about impeachment in the House and censures through the Senate, because at this point in time, there's a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate. So if Donald Trump is impeached in the House, it's going to go all the way through the Senate. If it goes all the way through in the Senate, can't run for office again. So uh, it's not just a matter of being impeached by the House. It, yeah. I'm talking about it goes all the way through the process, and he is he is censored censured through the Senate as well. So that means he does not get to run for office again. Anybody who goes through the whole thing, and that's going to be that's the goal. That is the yeah. goal because Donald Trump has said or at least alluded to the fact that he will be back. He will be back. And I think that there will be people who who will be very enthusiastic about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, I mean, we're still looking at, as we go forward, you know, you got to get back to control your states. But this this whole this whole scenario is exactly what the opposition was waiting for. Oh yeah, this so, whole thing so what we, happened in DC was a trap. No, it it gave, was absolutely a trap. It gave them the moment they've been waiting mm-hmm. for, served up on a silver platter, and now they are marshaling uh, federal forces against the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this was. I, I don't think people are organized or prepared for for the reaction. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to end up having you're, you're having people picked off one by one. So just uh, just crazy, just crazy. Well, I've personally been contacted by people just in the last 24 hours, people who have been contacted by the FBI So I wanted to make this announcement. I put it out on social media, but I'm going to do it right here, too. So everybody knows anybody. If you know anybody who was there in D.C., if you were there in D.C., please pass on to these people. If you are contacted by the FBI, do not speak to them without a lawyer. Please do not speak to any police officers Please do not speak to any FBI agents without talent, without having a lawyer present. I I heard people say, well, just make sure you don't say anything stupid. No, don't say anything at all. 
because then you know you didn't say anything stupid. Remember, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. And you never want to be on record. Let me just put it this way. You never want to be on record that you actually spoke to an agent because the way the department, the FBI works and the Department of Justice works now, just the fact of speaking to them means that you probably are going to have said a whole bunch of things you never said, if you know what I mean. So, oh, yeah, he said this, that and the other. Then all of a sudden you're like, no, wait, I didn't say that. So then all of a sudden you're stuck in a situation where you have to defend yourself in front of FBI agents. And who are the judges going to of the federal judges going to believe you or the federal agents? Mm -hmm. So it's better to say nothing at all. And yes, I have. I've seen this a thousand times, JC. You still have your rights. You have your rights. They are yours by the nature of your creation. They cannot be stolen from you. They cannot be taken from you. It just appears that you do not have your rights because people have failed to exercise their rights out of laziness, out of ignorance, out of apathy, out of brainwashing. So you still have your rights. It's not up to them to recognize them or not. You have to assert them. You have to use them. You have to demand them. And so if they come to your door, tell them you cannot come in without a warrant. Go get a warrant. I'm not, don't look, there's, you know what, JC, there are people running around going, so well, you have to tell them your name. No, you do not. Well, if they're standing at your door, you do not have to tell them your name. Yeah, I mean, these people have already been roped into a bad situation with a deck stacked against them. So yeah. you, you don't want to volunteer more no. ammunition to these guys. Right, exactly. Um, so, you know, it just is what it is. And and the no FBI, the FBI has already decided, you know, no, there, there's no Antifa. Antifa has nothing to do with this. So that's a foregone conclusion for them. And, if and you, they're if blaming you, this on Trump. They're saying Trump ordered the people to be sure. ushered in. Sure. They're blaming it on Trump supporters. So sure. they're going to be coming to your door. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You know, that's what I mean about the trap. What it, What is the trap? Well, the trap was for, you know, months and months and months, we've wa we watched rioters burn down stores and loot and rob and destroy. And nothing, nothing was done about mm -hmm. that. Uh, very, very few were arrested. Almost none were prosecuted, uh, even if they were arrested. And so the trap was here. People are looking at that thinking that's the norm. Right. So now patriots can get away with that. Trump right. supporters can do the same thing. Right. Uh, no, you're not going to be able to get away with the same thing the left does and, and not expect them to turn the entire establishment against you, right. which is what's happening. We already know uh, they have the FBI. So, you know, this is this is coming let's, hard and fast. Let's be very clear right about now. something. This is nothing new in America. As a matter of fact, this is exactly what our founders went through at the foundation of America in 1761. And as James Otis Jr. said, it has it's not because I have something to hide. It's because I have something to preserve. 
And just because you think they're not going to respect your rights, just because you think the courts are not going to side with you, just because you think the deck is stacked against you, doesn't mean you just simply turn over and give in and talk and sing like a canary and hand them all your papers. You don't do that. Now, let me be very clear about this. I am speaking to you from personal experience, talking to people who are not QAnon people, who are not trying to make conspiracy people. These are people that I know that I trust who have been personally contacted by the FBI. Well, this if, is not fake news, guys. This is actually happening. Well, if you'll Google something called Belling Bellingcat, I just shared this on my Facebook page. Um, and it's a it's a crowd, essentially a crowdsourced investigative um, organization. And uh, yeah, Belling, Bellingcat, B-E-L-L-I-N-G-C-A-T. If anybody's seen the absolutely god-awful, <laughs> atrocious movie with Tom Hanks in it called The Circle, it's the same thing they did in that movie where people, you know, it, all the sources all over the place are sending their videos and Just everything. Don't watch in. that movie. It's terrible. Terrible movie. movie. Terrible movie. Stupid. <laughs> don't even give it Netflix movie. But uh, but anyway, there there's at la last time I checked, there's over 18 gigs, thousand files of photos and videos uh, of everything that happened there. So mm -hmm. there's pictures of everybody. There's videos of everybody, and now they're trying to identify. Uh, who all those folks are. People are trying to take down posts they put on Facebook. Was This is the thing. I mean, we've sort of joked about this. You know, I, I, I used to work for National Security Agency when I was in the military, and I just scratched my head at all this, this idiocy mm -hmm. for years mm -hmm. of people just posting everything under the sun that they do on social media mm -hmm. and not having an awareness of everything that you do is filmed and tracked and recorded. And, um, you know, so that's another layer of scratch my head level <laughs> of how all this was carried out. It's unbelievable. Now this is a teach show and not just a talk show. So let me just go ahead and address some points that I've been seeing all throughout social media too, because we're still dealing with this people standing on a ledge, everything's over. I'm going to jump kind of thing. Right. So let me, let me explain to something to you, and I don't want people to get all triggered by this, but it is the truth. The Constitution is nothing more than a piece of paper with ink on it. It's not going to protect you. It has never been established. The Constitution was not written to protect you. The Constitution is a document that was written to put the people on notice of the limited and confined powers delegated to government to remind us of the inherent rights that are reserved to the people and to give us a constant reminder and an encouragement to stand for our own rights. And so our rights don't go away just because one party or one people or one agency doesn't follow them or doesn't recognize the Constitution. You see, it's I don't care if the Democrats recognize the Constitution or not. It's my rights. My rights don't come from the Constitution. The Constitution exists to remind me of my God-given rights. And so the bottom line is this. 
If we don't step up and demand and secure our own rights, then that's how we do that. People are saying, well, what? why doesn't the Constitution give us a mechanism to control uh, government when our rights are usurped? Well, it absolutely does give us, from, uh, it gives us lots of direction. The Tenth Amendment being one of them. The powers not delegated by the proposed Constitution are reserved to the states. Our states are a big protection, but we as a people are a protection too. And we're going to need to know about that state protection very soon because our government, the, the federal government is already running to get uh, gun legislation passed. Sadly, our video quality is what it is today because we're in a hotel and we're on the laptop using the web webcam built into the laptop. So apologies for what it is today. It'll be better next episode. So, But we're just on the road and making do uh, with what's here. I'm just absolutely <laughs> grateful for what we have, what's here. Who knows what's coming in? We may be yeah. broadcasting through smoke signals by the time this is done, the way the sent, way the the government is wanting to control the internet and everything too, we sometimes we're going to have to work for what we get. I, I just I'm just very um, frustrated and and um, disappointed uh, at the methodology. I mean, we have to be smart about what we do. And there is very little smart that I see in what went on uh, on the on the sixth. Um, yeah. Just I, I see people frustrated, just just absolutely beside themselves, angry and for good reason. But this is what happens when we let let the emotion and the anger and the frustration rule the day. And, mm -hmm. and I just there was so much that was not strategically or tactically intelligent about what happened. And now people are going to be dragged to jail, dragged through the courts mm -hmm. needlessly. Right. Uh, and accomplish very little. So it, it is unfortunate. We could potentially have people taken out of the fight. Right. That we need in the fight. Right. Because they did not conduct themselves in an intelligent manner of the way they carried things out. I, I just, I'm very disappointed uh, in how this went down, that we don't understand. I, I've said this, everybody, everybody ah, history, screw history, and nobody wants to listen. And I've, you know, I've talked to the wall, I guess, about the history of uh, the European anarchist movement in America, the techniques. They have a hundred year history in this country. We've talked about that. Nobody wants to listen, but there were things to learn. There's things to learn from that history about how to deal with these people and how not get sucked in and be used well, as useful idiots by their techniques. JC, I'll, I'll, I understand the frustration, but we have lots of people who are listening. We have lots no, of I understand. people who I'm, are learning. No, I'm talking but, about the people that were there, the right. people who are now being pinched because of this. I'm not talking about yeah. this. I know this. I'm happy for that. But but the, these people are in a bad situation and, and they should not have been. They, they, they wouldn't have to be. If they would listen and use some brains, this was this was terrible, terrible. Right. And, and what's funny is so the folks come on and say, well, you know, because it's all broken and we need revolution. So you're saying what they did at the Capitol, that was revolution. 
I mean, if that's the way you, you if that's their idea of this is how you carry out insurrection or revolution, uh, you might want to go back to the drawing board. So it was almost like they were halfway between wanting a revolution, but but protests like which is it? What are you going to do? Well, I don't think anybody thinks that the people who were there to support the president or to influence Again, what was happening, that it was not the point. That was the, the infiltrators. I'm talking about. Yeah, but it was not even them. It was the infiltrators. But here's the thing. There are, there are patriots that got sucked into this. You can yeah. say what you want to. The lady who was shot was a Trump supporter, period. Okay. So the Antifa could have started this, could have instigated this, but patriots got sucked in when they should not have just because, that's my mom used to say, you're going to, you know, if somebody jumps off a cliff, you're going to jump off too. So just because Antifa incited you, you're going to follow them in right. to the Capitol and start doing what they did in the streets of Portland and Seattle. Now we do what they did just because they started it. I, I'm just disappointed at the Patriots who, who got sucked into this right. and led into this. I understand the anger, but my point is we cannot be led by that. And if you say it's time for revolution, and this is your version of revolution, give me a break. You know what's interesting, JC, is that this isn't even an example of the American Revolution. <laughs> this no, it's is more of an example of the French Revolution no, than it, it was the American Revolution. Is. So just it was mob psychology run amok. Well, but it was from our side, it was stupidity. But from the enemy's side, it was well planned, well conducted with full knowledge of human nature. Correct. And we've taught that at Liberty First University forever. I mean, the core, let me just go ahead and put that up there so you guys can be reminded. Liberty First University is where we teach the Constitution of the United States. It's where we teach American history. It's where we teach the history of the Constitution. And those of you who have had the very first class, whether I taught it to you in person or at Liberty First University, of the genealogy of the Constitution, you know that the 700 years that led up to the Constitution and, by the way, that class that I teach called um, America Disarmed, that is, all not, that is all history that's not just simply based on facts, but, a ch but chains of events that expose human nature and how societies and people end up making the same stupid mistakes over and over and over again. And so we are going to have to become a wiser people and start learning from these things and start being smarter than the enemies that have been training us to be stupid for so long and miseducated. You know, the, Charlotte Iserbit wrote, wrote her book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, right? And that's on, she titled that on purpose. Schools have been deliberate, the government education system has deliberately dumbed down uh, the people for so long. And so what we have to be, and this is the course forward, remember, we must educate, organize, activate with persistence. This is what we have to do now. Oh, thank you, Richard. Richard likes the America Disarmed class. JC likes it. Do you think it's still as, as seditionist as it was then, or maybe even more? <laughs> but, Might get you an FBI visit. Well, I'd be, I wouldn't be the first time we've had agents in our house. They faked their way into our house last time, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miss Hall, we want to do a movie. <laughs> We're filming a documentary. 
Yeah, right. Let me share with you uh, House Resolution Federal Bill that is coming before uh, coming to this the House Judiciary uh, Committee. Where is that? What's the number? It's this one right here. Why is that not up there? One twenty-seven. Oh, there it is. There it is. I was reading the wrong number. Okay, so um, this is House Resolution one two seven. Sheila Jackson Lee. Yes, she has sponsored this bill. It is going to the House Judiciary Committee. You want to contact your uh, U.S. congressman and tell them you are opposed to this piece of legislation. This and what's interesting is, JC, look at this. It's going to the House Committee on the Judiciary. Uh, well, actually, went to the House Judi Committee on Judiciary on January 4th. And if you click over here and find out what the text is, uh, guess what? There is no text. How can the House Judiciary Committee vote on a, on a bill? to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammunition possession and the reg registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunitions when they are actually has, they have not even submitted the bill as of January 8th. Is, is that the day they were sworn in? That was a third. The, the, they were sworn in on the third? They were thir sworn in on the third. So the day after they're sworn the in. The day after they were she sworn files in. the gun legislation. The gun legislation bill, So yes. the gun grab has begun. The gun the grab has very begun. next day that the Dems took control. Let me also show you another one that is popping back up on my radar. I haven't found where it's actually scheduled for anything yet but I've had little birdies whispering in my ear that this bill is coming back for, uh, for uh, back before the House and the Senate, the Bipartisan Background Check Act of 2019. So that'll be recycled. That is gonna be recycled okay. again. And what's amazing about this background check bill let me go ahead and make it bigger for you so you can see it. But this background check bill is not just about background checks. This bill, read this, look at this, JC. Under section T1A of section 922 says, it shall be unlawful for any person who is not a licensed importer, licensed manufacturer, or licensed dealer to transfer a firearm to any other person who is not so licensed unless a licensed importer, licensed manufacturer, or licensed dealer has first taken possession of the firearm for the purpose of complying with this subsection. So no more giving guns to your family members, no more giving guns to your friends, no more private sales, Every, I mean, even if I were to give you a gun, I would have to first hand it to a gun dealer so they could log in all the serial numbers so that they could hand it to you. Plus, you have the background check thing going on there, too. Yeah. And that was the house site where the, where yes. the bills are filed. So, yeah. And they, they have they have uh, for, sister bills in the Senate, too. So yeah, keep your eyes open for that. So that one was from the previous Congress. So for those that don't understand, if, if a bill is not passed uh in in the in the session which is well 
in the term, which is usually two years or two sessions. So uh, that was the 116th Congress. We're now in the 117th Congress. So if it doesn't pass, then it dies. However, they keep refiling these bills, sometimes with new names, almost always with new numbers um, in the next in the next Congress. Right. So we are in the new Congress. So right. the last one you saw has not been fi- refiled yet that we know of. 127 right. has, uh, but the last one has not. But it certainly it certainly will find its way back. Into oh, yeah. And H.R. 127, like you said, J.C., was filed the yeah. day after the new majority was sworn. Here's in. here's what I think you can uh, what I think you can expect or how you can sort of predict whatever was whatever was put forward in the House mm-hmm. last Congress in the 116th Congress mm-hmm. that did not pass, that died. You can expect all of that to be reintroduced and and passed, basically. Right. So it is your worst nightmare uh, come to life. Yeah, and I would I would be very clear uh, in in I want to be very clear about something. All of these pet bills of the Democrats, environmental bills, number one, gun bills, number one are going to get pushed to the forefront because you now have a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate. You have a a president that's going to sign them through. And and you only have two years to get it done. Yes. Right. That's the one thing they understand is the historical swing in the midterms Mm -hmm. back to the opposition party. Right. uh, The out of power party. Right. So but you they, know they are going to be that's why you see this bill filed the very day after they're in there. And somebody like Sheila Jackson Lee, she's been in there. She's been around. She's been in there for years. She knows what to do. She's right. ready. She's sitting on this thing ready to go. And so I'm surprised that we haven't seen more already, except there's such chaos that I think they've been distracted. Um, but. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So if if you if we don't get back and stand in our states, this is going to be absolutely now let me, imperative. Let me mention to you years. that if we're smart about this, we know and they know the midterm elections are coming up. And as we've said on this show many, many times, that there is a certain degree of history that can predict the future. And the history tells us that a presidential administration that wins sees losses in the House and the Senate at the midterm. So maybe you have a Democrat in the House now or a Democrat in the Senate. You can come to them and say, look, this is the history, fella. This is the history, lady. If you support this, we will guarantee you will be one of those statistics. And if you will it work? I don't know if it worked, but it'll have a better chance of saying well, nothing at all. Well, one thing's for sure. If you don't have if you don't get your states back in the next two years, then it will be stolen again. Right. You you again, the you talk about, for instance, take the Dominion machines, right? Somebody says, Oh, it's Dominion machines, and that's that, it's over. The the use of the Dominion machines is dictated. In right. your state and at your local level. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get the Dominion machines out is to take control of the states and, and the local apparatus. So if you don't do that, 
then yeah, it's easy. It's easy for corruption to continue. Right, right now, so you can is, be working at the state yeah, level to get cool. legislation passed to get rid of these machines. I'll remind you on the show where we went through the testimony of the Georgia Senate as they were going through the investigation of the Georgia election. Mm -hmm. The guy who invented the technology that allows computers to talk to barcodes said, I am praying and hoping we never have computers in elections again. The guy who makes money off of computers in elections says, I don't want any computers in elections ever again. So we need to bring this information to the state legislators and get them to create legislation to eliminate these machines. They can do it. And that's why you have to do it right now. Get on it right now because you only have two years. Yeah, you, you, you can't. I don't know. You, you know, how, how do you, how do you do it if they're going to steal it? Um, that's what we're saying. You we, don't, we're talking we about only, precluding the steal guys. Stop the steal. You don't stop the steal in DC. I know everybody believed that many still believe that. Uh, it's just not where it happens. Right. So the only place to stop any potential uh, election fraud is at the state right. and local level, which means you have to organize, you have to plug in, you have to immediately, immediately get in there and start start organizing and start taking over um, the the local apparatus and the state right. apparatus. If, if you don't, we're going to know. This is the thing, in my opinion, and I know you're the you're the eternal optimist, so you probably disagree with me here. But to me, this is the deciding time. In the next two years, yeah. what happens in the next two years, this will be the final decider of whether you keep the republic or not. It is not over at this point. It is not finished mm -hmm. at this point. But if we do not do the right things in the next two years, I'm convinced these are the last two critical years of the republic. This will be the deciding time. And... It will not happen. So anybody that's, it's over, you can't, it's done, da, da, da. Guess what? Those people are 100% guaranteed to not have victory. Yeah. Because you've already declared we've lost. So if you have loser speak, if you have loser think, uh, no, you won't, you won't get the Republic back. You no. can't get the Republic back if you've decided it's already gone. So Look, for those of you who are not consumed by loser think and loser speak, you're not a defeatist. A defeatist will never gain victory. No defeatist will ever gain victory. Mark that down, write it down, get it tattooed on your chest. No defeatist will ever gain victory. So those of you who are not defeatist, and it's not about reality because circumstances don't dictate destiny, okay? It's about action. So you have to speak life over your country. You have to speak victory over this situation, and then you have to get out there and work your butt off. I personally believe that this is the critical time. This will be the test. What we do in our state and local governments, how much we engage and how much progress we make will determine what happens for the future of this country. Uh, that will be determined where are we? What is this, 2021? So 2022, the midterms, that's it. This is what we have.
And that has to be done on the state and local level. If you don't do that, I believe, yes, it's over. No, I'll agree with you that that the next two years are very, very important. And I I don't know, maybe you forgot, but I, I have said I said that before, that what we do in the next two years yeah. is absolutely critical yep. because this has to be the biggest midterm ever. And that's why I have and, and really the fact that the next two years are still coming and because of that historical trend of of midterms, mm -hmm. the midterm term is why I still tend to keep hope. Now, let me let me mention to you, I don't abandon my hope in America because of elections and people who are in office, because my hope in America is not linked to politics. Yeah. My hope in America is linked to principles. And I know those principles are eternal and those principles will never die. I also understand that regardless of what happens to the America that we perceive today, those principles, those liberty principles will remain alive regardless. So I have my hope is in the liberty principles. Yeah. What I'm doing tomorrow in Live Oak, Florida is so essential. It's what something I've been teaching now for eight years. It's about the sovereignty of your state. How do you control your state and local government to ensure that the federal government is not exercising tyrannical authority over you? You are not a subject of the Harris-Biden administration, nor were you ever a subject of the Trump administration or the Clinton administration or the Obama administration. Yeah. We have to get the proper mindset about the proper separation of power between the state and local government. Let me show you something here well, because yeah, we have, have start, a book. But it starts with that, what, what you're talking about. So you, you have to, first off, you have to ditch the focus on the federal government being the answer, right? Because yeah. people are saying, oh, well, you know, it, we can't have our country because they'll never let a, a, a Republican president or, or Congress again, right? So that's, yeah, that's JC, still somebody focused on D.C. Yeah, but I don't so it think... it starts in the states. you got to get yeah, rid of that but federal I don't, mentality. Right. I don't think you're going to get rid of the federal mentality until you get the education that shows you otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's why we have this book, Sovereign Duty. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at Books A Million. You can get it at chrisannhall.com. I don't really care where you buy it. I don't care if you buy it used on Amazon. It doesn't bother me. We probably give away more of these books than we actually sell. It's because the information in there is so important. You have to have the right information if you're going to have the right mindset. Yeah. Your state and local governments have the power, have the authority to make the changes necessary and they have the authority and the duty to secure you from your rights from an overreaching federal government. Here's this is what I'm going to be teaching tomorrow and live oak. We've got to get this information. Do you know in the back of this book, JC, there are over 180 citations. I don't just simply teach you. I give you all the research because I need you to be an expert. We need to educate, organize, Ignite, 
activate mm -hmm. and keep persistent. Yep. Excuses are going to get us nowhere. Right. This, the, I see this, well, but nobody will do this and they won't do this. And my state doesn't even listen. You know what? I don't want to hear that anymore. There is it's absolutely no excuse anymore for any of that. There's way too much information out there but isn't to that, teach people how to do the right things. Isn't that implied when we're saying take your states back? Back. Oh, you obviously don't know how the states are taken over by the globalists. Uh, hence the word back. back. And well, this, the states are taken over and Washington is taken over. Okay. This would you like to untake it over? <laughs> this will show you how. And you can have us come teach. If you need this state sovereignty lesson from a constitutional perspective, from a local state perspective, I'm the one that needs to teach that to you. I'm the one. If you want it from a biblical perspective, JC has a great class called uh I don't know, we've like 75 different names for it now, but righteous resistance to tyrannical authority, how the Bible demands that we say that, you know, it's absolutely stunning to me that we have so many people that are so in love, enamored with our founders that they love to throw these quotes, you know, like the tree of liberty needs to be fertilized, whatever, and any little kind of quote that they can get that supports their position. Um, then, but they won't use the quotes that are actually the ones that, that lead us to productive. Yes. 1776. It is on my website. Our founders told us time and time and time again, that it's up to us. We have to stand. They sacrificed everything to make sure that we didn't have to live in a kingdom. Well, Tatum, Tatum, I will yeah. come to Kansas and speak to your legislators. I will absolutely come to Kansas and speak to your legislators. I've spoken in the Kansas Capitol building several times now. Just have to get it organized. Mm -hmm. Just have, and I'm on. I'm organizing now in um, Florida and in Missouri. So we need to get this stuff out well, there. What's been amazing are the people that have contacted us. I think we did the show what yesterday or day before. Uh, that we started talking about some of this stuff and immediately people were setting up organizations and organizing yes. and moving yes. um, to, to what, like the thing we talked about, about watching your city council, watching mm -hmm. your, your County commission, holding them accountable, moving into that arena. Uh, somebody stood up a group immediately and, and began organizing. So it's already happening. That's good. That is awesome to see. You um, know what, Jason, that was so awesome because great. I got that notice hours after the show yesterday yeah. hours after the show they had already created a group in california yeah. to get control look if people in california want to take their state back and are willing to work to stake take their state back there is no other person in this country that can ever make any excuse whatsoever uh yeah shano we've We've actually been to Washington State many times. We're coming to Washington State um, in February. Uh, we will be in Washington. If you go to chrisannhall.com, you can find out where we're going to be in Washington. I've even spoken to the legislators in Washington. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, that was a long time ago. You know, they turn over so quickly. We should be in every state every year. 
to address the incoming freshmen, the incoming legislators. They need to know this. This ought to, the sovereign duty book ought to, the, and the training from sovereign duty ought to be mandatory for every incoming senator and house member as long as well as mandatory as a refresher for those there. Yeah. And it's right. It, it doesn't fix the crime that already happened. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does? I mean, I don't know what does. Brenda, but, we'll come to Fort Myers. Just make sure, hey, if you don't hear back from us, we get hundreds of emails a day. Yeah. Just be persistent. I promise the squeaky wheel gets the grease with us. And the thing is, I'll, I'll say this. Always, I always save this stuff to the very end of the show. Um, you know, if you get when you get down to the point when the lights finally go out in America and it's and it's time for the abolish portion of mm -hmm. the Declaration of Independence. Uh, revolution, as some say, mm -hmm. that's not done by running through a government building, breaking windows. <laughs> OK, that's not how you do it. If, that, if, what, if that does, no, wait, wait, what that does, what that does is get you shot. If that's your plan, in prison. if that's your plan, yeah, it, it, it ain't. And I'm not out. joining you and it ain't going to work, no. my friend. No, we have other groups. Washington would have been like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so dumb. Don't even involve we, me. In we this. are we are personally acquainted with groups that know how to conduct revolution if we're at that point. Thank uh, you, Sherry. Breaking windows and buildings is not how you do that. That gets you shot and targeted by the FBI and sent to prison unjustly for a decade. I mean, that's setting yourself up for failure. Because if if we're if we're finally at that point, there's a, there's certain ways to do that. And it doesn't look like JC, tell them where that. they can get sovereign duty. ChrisAnnHall.com. Go to the shop and um all the resources are there. We also have downloadable MP4s, videos, classes you can see on that. Um, the class I'm teaching tomorrow in Live Oak, uh, the state sovereignty class, is actually uh, available on a downloadable video. It's available on DVD at chrisanhall.com. So if you can't make it to Live Oak tomorrow, uh, and you, or you don't want to wait for me to come and get it, give it to, you know, teach to you live, mm -hmm. then I will definitely then go get the video. Yes, I am definitely coming to Granbury, Texas at the end of this month. We will be there for a couple of days teaching in Granbury, Texas. So make sure you go to chrisannhall.com and check out my calendar. Val wants to remind you Sovereign Duty is also available on Kindle mm -hmm. for you Kindle readers. And that's uh, that's really great. That's right. And Tifa doesn't spend any time mm -hmm. in jail or prison. So the why best place would we want to set ourselves up for that. So the best place to get the book where Chris Ann Hall gets the most profit is from chrisannhall.com. But wherever you want to get it, I'm good. Just make sure that you are uh, make sure that you're getting two copies so you can share one with your sheriff or one with your legislator, your county commissioner, right? All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be in Live Oak, Florida tomorrow at 2 p.m. And that's at the Coliseum. At the Coliseum in Live Oak. I'm sure there's probably just one. You can just yeah. Google Coliseum it's or you Oak. can go to it's Live Oak. Or you can go to chrisannhall.com, check out the the calendar, and there will be a map right there. It's across for you from guys. the armory. Oh, hey guys, we are out of time. See you uh, next week.